0: If you want to build a brand new house as of today, Plains, one of the biggest suppliers in southeast Queensland, are saying that they cannot give you a timber frame till
1: 2022. The big question is this, how investors like us wouldn't pull in the silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question, this podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Mark and welcome the positive property show our mission is to empower ten thousand people to create financial freedom through property using the Markovsky method join us hello everyone and welcome to tonight's show george marcoski and adam here now um positive property here now if you're watching live please type in hashtag live just so i know you're here thank you so much and look a lot of people watch our replays and i I just want to make sure that I know you're watching replays. I do come back and watch your comments. So type in hashtag replay and hello and welcome. We've got a really good show today. Adam, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, George. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Now we're
1: going live in Australian property chat and um, we're here to answer your questions, but not only that, we're going live on the positive property show in iTunes and everything else like that. So welcome there as well. So Adam, we're going to be talking about I mean, you've been in the building trade for a long, long time, 20 years now. 20
0: years. Yeah, 2001.
1: 2001. You've been been in the building trade for quite a while. And um, the fact of it is you've got a lot of experience and that's why you're part of our acquisitions team. But what I'd like to do is, um, you know, I want to do a bit of expose now later on tonight, we're going to be exposing some builders around Australia and what they're doing, correct? Yeah. Right. And we may not be mentioning your names, you never know, but you better stay tuned and listen. But we're gonna be we're gonna show you how to stay safe when you're buying a property and some of the tricks and things builders do and how to avoid the traps. And this is really important because at the end of the day, experience is so important, guys. So um if anyone's had any challenges with builders, please type in the comments or any questions because as we go along, we'll be um answering the questions. I'm gonna go down and just look at the questions here while we do that um, we're going to talk about you know at the moment there's only two things that when it comes to property there's only one thing that puts property prices up that's when you've got more demand than supply that's it nothing else like everything in life with stocks if you've got more demand supply price go up you've got less demand more supply price go down with food with objects with everything even with mates You know, funny enough, um, in China, there's a lack of females. So females, there's there's more demand than supply of females. In Russia, it's the opposite. There's more females than males. Isn't that interesting? So demand-supply ratio is very, very important. And that's what we'll talk about at the moment, because there's a lot of inflation and there's a lot of demand, not a lot of supply. So what's been happening in the forefront? What have builders been talking about when it comes to supply and different things like that?
0: Well, what's happening around southeast Queensland, in in particular, is the the property market with all the booms that we've seen recently, with the homeowners grant, the interstate migration, and also the mortgages are a lot easier to get now. A lot easier for first home buyers to get a mortgage than what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's really happening is property prices in southeast. Like people with COVID or people throughout the COVID have wanted to move to Queensland. Everyone wants to come to Queensland, live the lifestyle. So now the property demand is just unbelievable up here at the moment.
1: Yeah, this look, is- it's it's huge. Now, you know, I've been recently talking about, you know, during COVID, there was lack of supply. No one was selling. Right? That's right. Part of the reason was because people were scared of selling because they thought maybe their prices would have gone down because of COVID. There was a lot of scaremongering, but that didn't actually happen, did it? Properties. No,
0: the
1: up. Exactly. exactly. The opposite. Properties went up. And now, post COVID, we expected a bounce back. Because I was talking about this during COVID, and I thought, I, even myself, I thought, you know, during COVID, there might be a little bit of softening of the market. Yes. now I thought we're going to have a V shaped recovery. Now, V shaped recovery is when it goes down, hits a point, and bounces straight back up. And a V shaped recovery is a very, very typical of a strong economy and how it bounces back so strongly. That's what I expected. However, funny enough, we didn't even have a V-shaped recovery. It was more of a just upward spiral of property prices going up. Now, I've I've seen people in Brisbane, especially, you know, talk around of people waiting at an open inspection.
0: Yeah. I've seen that many people at an auction on a Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, and um, it's been crazy, but not only that, you know, rents have gone up and the rental banks have gone down and people are struggling to find a property to rent. You know, I know people in Adelaide who actually, they were about to rent a place, the vendor sold it to an investor, no, no, an no, occupier, sorry. And then what happened was they ended up in a hotel. They still live in, a, the whole family lives in a hotel still today, looking for a property. You know, so out there, it's pretty crazy. And if you look at the um, immigration, especially now, people from Melbourne and Sydney, places like that, the immigration is crazy and um, a lot of people are moving to Queensland. Now, um, last week, I spoke a little bit about Victoria, right? And I'm going to, you know, while waiting for some questions, I'm going to talk a little bit about Victoria, if you don't mind, because, you know, Dan Andrews, I'm not a big fan of Dan Andrews, just let you know. <laughs> I don't think many people are. And look, whether you're a fan or not, doesn't matter, but I do think what he's doing to the state at the moment with the property deals, what Dan Andrews is trying to do Right, he is trying to make property investors and property owners pay for this whole lockdown. Right? So this so you know, poor Victoria, I really feel sorry for Victorians, because you know, after all those lockdowns, and they're still locked down now, to add insult to injury and insult to injury, this is what they're doing. So Victoria had its lockdown extend for another seven days, right? And Victoria really has to be wondering when this nightmare will end. What's worse, it comes hot in the heels with a terrible budget. A budget that's really going to hurt the economy and the property s- sector specifically, right? So when I talk about the budget here, I send all my sympathy to the Victorians. I really feel sorry for them. So lots of friends there and Victorians, you know, Melbourne's my second my second home and, I re- and yours too actually, funny enough. And I feel sorry for the Victorians because it's terrible. So what a lot of people call this budget has been called the disaster budget. <laughs> And you know, to, to be brutally honest, I totally agree. And I'll explain why I think it's such a dud for the economy, especially for the property sector. And I'm not being biased, right? Because I'll give Andrew's government credit where it's due, but I can't really. So w- what's happening here, right? So they're waiving stamp duty newly, newly completed homes that have been unsold for a year or more, right? They're also extending stamp duty concessions and extending the 50% stamp duty discount on new homes in Melbourne, right? However, a 19% increase on land tax for properties worth between 1.8 to 3 million dollars. On top of Victoria, who's got the la- already has got the highest land tax stamp duty in the country, a 30% increase on land tax for properties over 3 million, 18% increase on stamp duty for properties worth up to 2 million then they're adding a windfall gain tax. The extra money that would have been made from rezoning will now be taxed at 50%. So 50%. And so this is the problem though, because they're taxing 50%, this could add another 25,000 to the price of a new housing lot because they're giving it away in tax. So looks like the Victorian government behaving like, you know, a hungry shark can just go in there and try to rape and pillage the property sector, right? But the problem is these taxes increase will hurt self-funded retirees and deeply impact housing affordability. You know what I mean? So and dad investors, they're going to get hit the worst, right? The problem is, the thing is they're not going to sell up because they're going to hit by capital gains, but it's going to really reduce people's financial freedom in Victoria. And what I want to say about this is one thing, Don't put all your eggs in the same basket, right? A big thing. I've been saying this for a long time and I've been banging on this about this. And you know, my portfolio is spread all around Australia and you should never put your eggs in one basket. You should put them in a seven o'clock basket. Once that seven o'clock is full, move to the next basket and keep going along because that way you keep yourself spread out because we don't know who's going to change policies. Now, one government that's very friendly towards housing and immigration has been the Queensland Government. They've always been really far forward, the cheapest stamp duty, really good on land tax, really good on everything. Now, a lot of people don't realise, and I recently talked about cash is trash. And what I mean by cash is trash is, if you got money in the bank, you're screwed, right? You really are, you're screwed. If you got money in the bank, you're screwed. And the fact of it is, if you got money in the bank right now, it's going to take you eighty-three years to double your money. Now I don't know about you, but I'm going to have to take a lot of anti-anti-longevity um, pills, anti-dying pills, to get there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, there you go. So pretty crazy. So um, with the inflation that's going on, a lot of people don't realise this, but there's a massive lot of inflation happening. I want you to tell us a little bit about what's happening in the building industry and what's happening in building supplies and costs
0: because. Well, I just want to go back a step, George, and just talk about the rental demand just quickly in Southeast Queensland. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So the amount of people who are coming here and also people just moving within the state, um, there is a lot of people who are just looking for somewhere else to move to somewhere to live. I've heard of people paying 12 months in advance, People who are offering you know, $50 to $100 per week more than the asking price. This is wow. just to secure a house for their family. Like it's something I've never heard of before.
1: Wow, that's crazy. It's, so the, the rental farm is just crazy.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah.
1: So, look, I, so if you're investing in property, you're actually helping people.
0: You're obviously going to, yeah. But, the, but then we go to the next point, what you just um, touched on is the issue that we've got with um, suppliers. So i got some letters here from um, master builders, Lang's, Langs Timber, who's one of the biggest timber supply company in the state. And they're saying here, due to the uncertainty and also supply of lead times, um, they have not got enough access from importers with high demand for timber. Local supporters are just not equipped to pick up the shortfall we're seeing to get orders filled. They go on to say that, Immediate deliveries from so anyone who puts an order in now for a, a timber frame, for example, from the yep. 31st of May, you will be delayed. They're also saying now, if you put an order in now, they are now scheduling work for 2022. So what okay, that's saying,
1: So if you order timber now to build a house, if you, want,
0: if you want to build a brand new house as of today, Plains, one of the biggest suppliers in Southeast Queensland are saying that they cannot give you a timber frame till 2022. Oh, wow. And that- there's obviously exceptions, there's obviously exceptions, but what I'm saying is just as a norm, as a warning out there, yep. that this is the delay that we've that we've created. Then we move over to the master builders. Yep. They've got the headline here, a perfect storm. So basically what they're saying is the sudden surge of the home builder grant migration mortgage as I discussed before and also early access to the super access scheme. This has created, and also a wet summer, which Queensland's had. This has reduced the days on site, which builders can actually build houses. And this is also slowing it down. They say here that they are working hard to find a solution. don't know what solution they can find, but they're they're working on a a solution. Wow.
1: You have to, um, I, I heard a few solutions, but let's keep going you were talking about a big builder that you know of. Because um, you've been in, you, you're, you're-
0: So yeah, as a, a very close friend of mine who owns a, one of the larger building companies, yep. he's actually gone and bought himself a 100 tonne of steel and also a machine to be able to make steel frames because he can't get timber. He needs to continue to build houses. So he has um, decided to start doing all his houses in steel. Wow, wow. That just shows, you know, that's, a, that's, you have to be pretty gutsy to go and buy a hundred tonne of steel to be able to build houses um, out of steel from now on because look, of the shortage of timber.
1: That That is really big. That it's is affecting
0: timber. the whole industry.
1: Yep. Yep. Affecting the whole industry. Well, wow, it's huge. And so look, so the point is what you're saying is going to cost more money to build a property.
0: Yep. George I heard today that just um your kitchen your kitchen board has gone up 15% since Monday. Yeah. Um, steel's gone up I think 35% and timber's I don't even know what timber's happened with with the timber supply at the moment. Yep. Yeah, so just the cost to build a house has gone up between in the last since covid. So it yeah.
1: well, look, looks like it's going to go up probably around 30% or up.
0: It almost has to.
1: Yeah. And the, and the fact of it is that means that if you buy a property with materials built before this and it hasn't gone up yet, you could almost make a 20-30% windfall. Yeah, yeah. I, I, on the
0: building component, yes, yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah. On the building component, exactly. And the thing is, I mean, with so much demand, it's pushing pressure on price to go up. Like seriously. You know, if I if I was, you know, new to property investing, I'd be a little bit worried now because, you know, when do you get in? what happens if you miss this cuz I've interesting story cuz you know I've been coaching people for a long time now for years and I've been through many booms and corrections and things like that and what happened was um I remember I had a guy that I was coaching about 10 years ago and basically he could have afforded to buy two properties and then what happened was he was arming and harrowing and then missed the window and 3 years later he couldn't buy anything <laughs> because he just couldn't get the finance. Yeah. Then he had an opportunity when interest rates went down about a year ago, missed it again, and now he can't get any at all again, he's missed it. Now, 10 years, he's had nothing, zero. Great guy, earned good money, but just didn't quite get that combination right. And the people people understand, you've got to get the combination right and get in there while you can. And look, I always say to people, never rush into buying a property because you should really do due diligence Get the right mentor, get the right team around you to do it. But saying that, because this massive unprecedented boom, don't be slow either. You've got to have a balance, you know. No point running and falling over. But if you're gonna sit on the couch for the next 10 years, you're gonna miss out on the property boom. And
0: okay. just to mention that, George, just sorry to interrupt. Um money's cheap at the moment. Like you can go to the bank and get a loan for in the, you know, in the twos, I've heard early threes, two percent. Money's cheap. Like, you know, I'm sure you remember when loans were 14 15.
1: Oh, yes, I do. I do. Now I'm going to try to see if I can see in these in these comments because I'm um because we're going to a different platform tonight and I'm having a few challenges having a look at the comments, but I'd like to see the comments and try to answer people's questions about this. So I'm going to go into positive property and just have a quick look. So um there we are, we're right here. We've got quite a few comments already. Oops but it won't let me look at them without pressing play on this. But I'm going to have a look right now. We've got quite a few comments there. Because what I want to do is if anyone's got any building comments, please let us know because uh, it's pretty interesting. So anyway, so that's what's been happening in Queensland. And the thing is, you and I were talking earlier. And you and I, we've known each other for over a decade now, I'd say.
0: I was actually part of your wedding, George.
1: Exactly, exactly. So we've known each other for a while. and. Um, you know it's really good having the inside scoop on developers and and, and property property and stuff like that what i want to do is a lot of people don't realize some of the research that goes into what we do you know mm-hmm. because you know one there's one thing you know one of the most important things is pinpointing hotspots and when you pinpoint hotspots there's leading and lagging indicators And what a lagging indicator is, and this is what the property magazines, those experts do most of the time. They're like, oh, Gladstone went up for five years in a row, it's done average 20%. You should buy here, right? And a lot of developers, builders, and property companies say that. But I call that a lagging indicator. And what I mean by that is it happened in the past. It's not really going to tell you what's going to happen in the future. But more than likely, if it's gone up five years in a row, it's probably not going to go up anymore. And then there's leading indicators. And leading indicators is something like average vendor discount. See, when average vendor discounts start going down month by month, that means suddenly the prices start going up. Because when you've got a large average vendor discount in the area, it's going to be bad for the area. But when it's slow, it's really good. And out of the sixteen thousand suburbs, they call me the John West of property for a reason. Out of those sixteen thousand suburbs, we only choose a hundred percent, and that's it. We call it the top 100 for a reason because it's top 100. Now, a lot of people wonder how to buy undervalued properties. And this is the way to do it because what you're doing is looking at leading indicators. You buy these properties in the top 100 and they're totally undervalued because they're about to go up. And a good example is that property you showed us recently. I'm not going to mention the area that one of our clients got and it had 65,000 equity in it from day one.
0: Instantly.
1: Yeah. Now, that was an undervalued property. And even though it was good value, it was undervalued because it was the top one hundred, and it instantly went up, which is pretty powerful, you know.
0: And also the rent—the rent that that, that was quoted—it was over a hundred dollars per week more than what you quoted on the rental. Yeah, the I, know, of- I
1: know. I- Look, what I've been finding now of a lot of our members, and as you've seen, is they'll buy a property, and you know, let's say let's say it takes three or four months to um actually end up owning the property. By the time they get there, um, the rent and the property have gone up. Queens, so South South. Yeah, which is pretty exciting because the largest growing group of migration in all of Australia, Southeast and Queensland, huge, very, big, very big, and it's not going to get any smaller. And at the moment, we've got no overseas immigration, so all the fuel is people moving from state to state moving.
0: Well, I also think this latest, um, COVID locked down in Melbourne. This is the fourth time these poor, you know, I'm from Melbourne, so I love Melbourne. This is the fourth time these guys have been locked down. It's winter. They'll be sitting there going, what are we doing? Why are we still in Melbourne? Fourth time lockdown, cold, wet, miserable Melbourne. I think people might see, you know, make another change to move up to the Sunshine State.
1: Yeah, well, look, this is the deal. As I was talking about what Melbourne and Victoria are doing, Right, those taxes are going to result in higher rents.
0: Plus taxes, yeah. Right.
1: So, you know that um, more people work in the property in Australia than mining and manufacturing combined. Did you know that? And property employs 25% of Victorians.
0: Wow.
1: Right. And what does the property industry rely on? Development, construction, new housing, maintained levels of employment. Right. But, what do you think is gonna to happen to Victoria now? I really think investing in Victoria might not be the best idea at the moment because we don't know how these new taxes are gonna affect Victoria. And um, seriously, the the, the land tax is gonna be pretty bad. So I feel that Victoria, one, they've had all these lockdowns which affected the economy pretty badly.
0: Definitely.
1: Now they're trying to take money from, from the property sector which is 50% of its taxes and 25% of its employment. It's gonna be a tough one. Madness. Yeah. You know, so I think this could actually derail the federal governments to reduce the current unemployment rate to the force. Right? And businesses may start packing up and leaving Victoria yeah. and going to sunny Queensland. Right? So that's what I'm thinking. So I reckon all this happening in Victoria doesn't look good in victoria that's one place i'll probably take off my hit list for now yeah. and uh just wait for a while you know what i mean yeah so and especially now what you're saying is one people are you know because Victoria is such a beautiful place with so many beautiful restaurants and beautiful culture and things like that but now people have had enough with these lockdowns mm. hopefully the lockdowns have done something done some good i don't know you know, there's a bit of a big debate on that, the lockdown thing and you know i've been getting a lot of hate mail lately about lockdowns because i'm in between you know you know i'm not rushing and getting a vaccine but i'm also don't think that COVID's fake i'm in between yeah and both sides are going george you're an idiot they're going to put microchips in you oh no COVID's going to kill you and both extremes i don't believe i don't think covid's going to kill everyone obviously it's not and i don't think we're going to get microchips either
0: well, I've had my COVID. I've had both of my COVID jabs.
1: Oh, you have? How did you feel? How did it go?
0: I wasn't overly fat. The first one was fine, like, you know, perfect. And the second one knocked me for about 24 hours, but that was about it.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, COVID's one of those things where, you know, I um, I met this guy off Gumtree that was buying something off me, and he's got a cousin that's in the Marines apparently who had COVID. Now he can't run around the block because he can his lungs that much which really sucked
0: wow yeah uh, 24 hours after I had my second I, w- I felt pretty much normal again
1: wow there you go you, you look very healthy so you know, I,
0: I had the Pfizer one because so I was lucky enough that my my wife works in the medical world so
1: yes I've heard the Pfizer yeah, one's much was. better than AstraZeneca isn't it
0: well yeah I've, I've had other mates who've had AstraZeneca and they were the first one knocked them the second one they were fine
1: okay yep there you go interesting who knows yeah who knows so look, um, so it's very interesting what's happening in, um, up in um, Queensland at the moment with the whole immigration, and things like that. And I think until we got interstate immigration, it's going to be one of the, one of the States, South East Queens that's going to benefit the most out of this big property boom at the moment. And a lot of the government spending is going there as well.
0: Especially if um, Brisbane gets the Olympic games.
1: Yes. How does that looking at the moment?
0: looking pretty good from all the um news reports that I've seen.
1: Yeah, well, um interesting thing, interesting fact is um Barcelona property prices doubled after they got the Olympics doubled. Um in um when South Korea got the Olympics in Seoul, our uh, property prices went up 700%. Oh, shit. I know, I know, like crazy. Um Sydney um they doubled as well. After the Olympics, mm-hmm. and Homebush, for example, Homebush was yeah. a real yeah. crap no way. area, nowhere. And now look at it, you know what I mean. So, look, having Olymp- Olympics does make a big difference. Yes, and um, I hope we get it. I do hope we get it's the Olympics. Right. I think it'd be great because they they banned the uh, Tokyo Olympics, didn't they? They stopped Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, was that supposed to be this year or something or last you year? Know,
0: I thought it's it's happening. I'm pretty sure it's still happening.
1: Really. Okay, I'm going to Google this.
0: Please, please fact, fact check me on that one.
1: Yeah, because I haven't looked at it for a while. Let's have a look.
0: I think half our athletes are okay. over Okay,
1: Tokyo Olympics chief rules out delayed despite COVID fears.
0: Yeah, so they're still going. We've got athletes over there now.
1: Okay, Tokyo 2020, but it's 21 at the moment, isn't it? Yes. I'm confused. It was delayed. Oh, right. COVID. There you go. Yeah, it was delayed because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a big thing here at COVID at the moment because um, you know Victoria's under lockdown. Then Collingwood are coming to play, and uh, one of our someone someone in the government said, "Well, you know, we're going to give them, we'll let them in, but if you if the ball comes towards you, just duck, don't touch it."
0: Like, Daddy Victorians, <laughs> and they were saying this morning, you should wear gloves on your hand. Yeah. If
1: like, you want to the ball, like, I don't know. I think it's a little bit silly, if you ask me, you know. Very much so. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's only 60 people in Victoria who've got COVID. So the chance of the football players having it, you know, there's like five or six million people in Victoria. 60, the chance, you've got more chance of winning the lotto. Yeah. You know, there you go. So guys, um, if you've got any questions, please go ahead and now ask. I'm going to go in here now because this is it. Let's have a look here. Let's have a look at Christian. Wow, that's amazing. They're watching and we haven't got any questions.
0: So we can make our own up, George.
1: Let's make up our own. Actually, um, I know Blinda has some questions for me. So I'm going to ask Blinda to give me some questions right now because uh, she's always does the question and answer. Do you have any questions? I'm gonna ask her about that. So there we go. So what's the weather like up there in Queensland at the moment?
0: I had to. I put a jumper on today.
1: That's very unusual. But I also
0: had the air conditioning on the car, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a <laughs> <lost> economy. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: Just love having the heater on all the time, so it's always yeah. like hot here you your place yeah totally i always turn it off then uh, when i'm in the state, she puts it on full board it's in the middle of winter and i facetime her she's in her underwear <laughs> in the middle of winter and i'm like you got the heater on turn it off
0: <laughs> you know? is there anything else in southeast queensland you'd like to cover george like any other anything that you'd like to cover yeah yeah look
1: With my thing is um so Okay, so I'll I'll go through these questions in a minute. I've got these questions afterwards, but the one thing I want to talk about is, you know, lack of properties to find, you know what I mean? Because quality property is very, very hard to find. They're going so quick, like, you know.
0: That's the thing, there's a a lot of developers up here who are asking for basically unconditional finance, five or 10% deposits before they even look. I've heard deposits up to $5,000, it used to be a thousand. just just to get your foot in the door. Um, We had a ballot on another land estate in Burley last weekend. Yep. And they actually put numbers into one of those rolly balls and you you pull out your number and if you're one of the lucky five or seven blocks of land, you were lucky enough to buy a block of land. You had to sign a contract and pay the deposit on that day. Wow. It was...
1: How crazy is that?
0: Unbelievable. Like, the market is just unbelievable. Well,
1: look, I know real estate agents aren't even returning my calls. And uh, like, luckily, luckily, you know, a lot of developers and builders personally. You got yeah. their mobile phone numbers and we've got an inside thing, you know, because I always talk to people and say, look, you know, got you got realestate.com and domain, right? Yeah. And I call that real estate porn, yeah. right? Because people look at that and jerk off and look at that stuff. But really at the end of the day, by the time property gets there, one, it's probably not that good if it's still on there, but the properties we get, we get way before they get on there, right? And the, the challenge is, I mean, there's a lot of builders that put in those lost leaders and what what's happening with all that, you know, they're always putting on these fake properties. To well, it's, to-
0: it's all, it comes back to the old, it's just marketing really. Like you see some builders advertising a house for, I don't know, 149,000, rah, rah, rah. And by the time they actually go in there, sign up to build the house, you're paying one, you're paying another 100,000 more. It's just all market leading sort of Yes, and leads out to try to generate leads so they can convert them into sales.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, it confuses a lot of people. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely.
1: Because, you know, it's really annoying because then people go, oh yeah, we've got this property and then we saw something online and it's cheaper, but it's not real. Like, you know, it's a bit like, you know, that photo you saw on Tinder it may not be real until you see the real thing, right?
0: Well, the, the, there's a bit of a joke in the industry we sort of have and say, would you like a roof? Would you like a walls with that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, exactly. Not, it's not what you think. You're not buying the full house. What you see on the photo with the, you know, the grand big doors and windows. It's not that at all.
1: Yeah. This uh, illustration purposes only. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, the
1: thing's completely yeah. different, right? Like, um,
0: uh, they call, that, they call
1: that puffery. They call that puffery. Yeah. You know, legally they call it puffery and apparently you know, you can do a bit of puffery to get your product sold. Yeah. So I've got a few questions here which I'm gonna read out. Okay, so my wife wants to buy a principal home first before investing. I've talked to her about reinvesting, rent vesting, She can't see and thinks it will take 10 years or more. Okay, so this is a big one, right? And a lot of people ask the question, should I rent or should I buy my dream home or should I rent? I get this question all the time. And the fact of it is, this is the deal. There's 16,000 suburbs in Australia, and out of those 16, there's only several hundred that are any good at the top, at, at any good given time. Let's say a thousand, right? So, chance of you picking one of those 16,000 that is going to go up in value is very small. Two, Robert Kiyosaki says this, and he says it for a reason because you know. He says that your property you live in is not investment. It's actually a liability because it doesn't make you any money. Yep. Now, do I practice what I preach? Because people might be saying, George, you're saying all this about reinvesting, but you bought this $4 million beach house right, on the beach. Well, let me explain. I earned it. I've got the money I earned it, so I want to do it. So until you earn it, you should really rent vest. When you got the cash to splash, I suggest you spend it whatever you want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. However, when you're accumulating and growing your money, you'd be stupid to buy a, a you know, owner occupier first. What I did, I rent vested. And you know, you visited me many times when I was renting on the beach. And my landlord was subsidizing my property. I was living in a $2 million property, paying $50,000 a year. My landlord was paying $150,000 a year for me to live there. Yeah. Right? That's right. Now, who's the stupid one? He was, not me. Right? And that's the point because what you can do is if you go to a nice area, you can rent really cheap. Actually, I've got a graph here. It's interesting. I want to have a look at this graph. So, um, so proportion of properties where monthly mortgage repayments are estimated to be cheaper than rent. Okay. So, so in Sydney, right? Mortgage repayments are estimated cheaper than rent in 2.1% of properties. So renting in Sydney is the best thing you can do because the return is so bad. In Melbourne, 3.3% of properties. It's 3.3%. Right? So the only place is Darwin, where it's 90, 80%, it's actually cheaper to own than rent. Right? But most cities, that's what you're talking about. And we are talking 2.1%. You can go to Sydney and, buy and rent a beautiful property, and the, the landlord is losing money like crazy. Right. And then what you can do is you can rent and then buy investment properties that make you money. Because if you buy a property at the moment, it's going to cost you a lot of money. You're not going to be able to afford much. But, you know, so if I buy, a, I'll give you an example. Let's say, for example, I wanted to buy a property to live in around 440000 let's say 500,000, I'll, I'll get the rough numbers. 500,000, if I wanted to buy a property a living, that was going to cost you about 650 a week, right? Multiple interest. Straight. Yep. Okay. Don't worry about that. We're recording the meeting, obviously, for podcasts. So anyway, now, if I bought that same property, right, with our strategy, because obviously a um, positive property uses a special strategy, where you know a lot of people talk about negative gearing and positive gearing
0: yeah.
1: right now positive gearing is shit. i'll tell you why because to get positive gearing you need to go in a really bad area you're not going to get a positive return or out in the country negative gearing is not good either because you're losing money every week and you shouldn't be losing money every week so what i've done is i've created the hybrid and i call this negative gearing positive cash flow that's what we do so we lose money on paper. This is what the wealthy investors do that the struggling investors fail to do. and this is really important for everyone watching and listening is you need to be losing money on paper but not in real life. You should be making money and putting money in your pocket every week. That's a smart investment. Every time I buy investment, I put money in my pocket every week. So if I bought that $500,000 property with my system, I'd be putting 120 in my pocket every week and I'd be owning that property. And in seven to 10 years, that property's is going to double. I'm going to make $500,000. While you have got your own occupier for 500,000 and you're paying 750 a week and you're going broke and you're eating juju beans and you're not going out and you're getting stressed and finding your family, All right? Now, the deal is, once I've got a few investment properties making me this money, you know, I get one, I'm making 120, getting up one, there's 240, getting up one, 360. Well, guess what? If I buy an Occupy, it's only cost me 400 now. I can afford it and still keep buying. So you don't have to give up your lifestyle forever. But when you're starting out, really, seriously, have some discipline and buy an investment property and do something that your future self and your family and everyone else will thank you for, for the rest of their lives. And the fact of it is, properties changed my life completely. It really has. And it's changed a lot of our members. You know, we got, we got thousands of members around Australia. And one thing I can say is they're extremely successful. They're extremely grateful, which is great and which is exciting. And, but that's because they've got discipline to do what we tell them to do. And so this person, please get your wife to have a little bit of discipline because the pain of discipline is a lot less than the pain of regret. That's that question. Next question. How it's super to buy a property. Okay. So uh, apparently it's about 180,000. However, Adam and I are not super experts and you, and we're not legally, we can't legally talk about super. So I'm just saying that from my experience about 180, but it depends on your circumstances. And I suggest that what you do is talk to a super specialist who's licensed to talk about this sort of stuff because I'm not. Okay. Next, really want to get investment property yet i have a house slightly negative in craigburn victoria being told i should sell before i invest yet that might take six months to sell okay so the
0: question george just be why I, I know Craigie burn quite well right so the question all answers when did they buy it and what did they pay for it
1: exactly that's the most important thing Because
0: craigburn has had a really big increase in price in the last sort of four to seven years craigburn's gone up a lot there
1: you go there you so go
0: Maybe it's at its peak. It's time to get out, but I don't know.
1: I just that was my yeah. two and cents worth. The thing is, um, and thank you. That's awesome. You have got the knowledge, and one thing I really respect about you—you you on the ground every day looking at property—you know property really well. And the fact of it is, what I always say is, you know, it might take six months. No, it won't take six months. <laughs> if the market's fast at the moment, it's really fast. However, I, you know, when you want to get rid of a property. One, first, what I'd do is I'd actually do a complete report on the property, find out where it was in the property market. And unless it's at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, I ain't selling. That's one thing, you've got to find out where it is. Because even if it had some growth, it might get some more growth. So I wouldn't suggest selling until you do that. You know, nine times out of 10, I always suggest don't sell. Because you make your money when you buy, not when you sell. You know, people that made lots of money at a property, they've got lots of property. That's why they've made money. Two, um, if you want to invest, Don't sell the property, use the equity and use the equity and start buying. And you can sell as well at the same time, but do get involved in the property. If you wait six months, you've probably missed the window in southeastern Queensland and then the money you made in Craigburn, you're not going to, you're going to have to pay that extra money and make no, nothing. You know, let's say you made 200,000 on your property and you wait six months, you've lost a hundred grand in the new one. You've only made a hundred, but if you use the equity, You keep that 200, make that other 100, you've made 300. Makes sense, doesn't it? Okay. Other advice say, don't sell as I have equity in Craigburn and my principal home, and I don't think the banks will let me do both. What's your advice? Oh, okay. Can we read that again, George? Okay. Oh, the other advice say, don't sell as I have equity in Craigburn and my principal home, and I don't think the banks will let me do both. What's your advice? my advice is, I would certainly look at the whole picture and try to use equity. The, the banks may not only do it directly, but if you get the right coach and you get the right team around you, you can always work it out and make it work. You know, 70% of people that join our program actually couldn't get the finance. And that's why they joined. You know, we had, we had one couple, they tried to go to the bank. Uh, one lady was a receptionist, the other guy worked at Foodland. Great guy, great couple. And they couldn't get a property. We helped them get three more properties. And the bank said no to one, right? But it's all about knowing how to do it. Okay, watching George now, will the building storage impact our new build?
0: The building shortage?
1: Shortage, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, depends, um, could, could.
0: When did the build start? Yeah. Yeah, so
1: look, look this is the deal. Um, because Positive Property, we're a buyer's group, right? And this is one thing we need to explain to people, we're a buyer's group and we buy a lot of properties. You know, we're doing three or four every week. So because of that, we get lots of opportunities that people don't. We get priority, we get VIP access, and we get access to properties that have been built with the old building price, not the new ones. So, but we, we don't know how long we're gonna have access to these things much longer. We don't know, like.
0: But, but George, just to, just to fill in a bit more here, if this client, has already started the build, or the orders are already in the system? They
1: they haven't even joined the program yet.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: They haven't even joined the program. They're asking, uh, they've been talking the- Way back. Way back, they haven't even joined the program yet. And the fact of it is, look, and one one thing about um, being part of a buyer's group and the safety numbers, they always say safety numbers. And I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Godfather, and The Godfather's got a stick and he goes, break the stick and the son breaks it, right? And then he gets five sticks together and goes, break that. And he's like, I can't do it. That analogy has got a lot of truth. And when you go and buy a property on your own without a team of experts around you on your own from a developer or a builder, you're one person. And these builders doing 700, 2,000, 4,000 properties a year, you're just another number. It's very hard for you to get what you need to get and fix things, right? But when you've got a group like ours, of thousands of members, they listen. Yeah. Especially when you've got their mobile number and you can call the owner. We don't deal with sales managers and go through that channel, we go direct to the top. You know, very different. That's a big advantage, isn't
0: it? Yeah, oh, definitely, George. Sorry, you're letting me in there. But yeah, yeah like it makes, a, it makes a big difference. Like if you're just a number with a, a, a standard builder, people aren't gonna, they're just a number, like you just said. But with us, we've got a a lot of you know a lot of pull with the owners, with developers. We can pick up the phone and get things done. If you want anything, anything resolved, we can resolve it.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, I mean, at the moment there might be a bit of a boom, but that's gonna slow down sooner or later. And they're gonna need us anyway, because yes. we've got plenty of members that buy property. And uh that's just the fact. I mean, look, you know, the fact of it is, you know, developers, when they're looking where they're gonna build. You know, I'm one of the go-to experts for that, for that, you know what I mean? And that's the fact of it. And, you know, a lot of people ask me about my top 100 list and I don't make my list public because it's our IP, it's the one thing that separates us from everyone else. Because it's, also very... worth a
0: lot, it's worth a lot of money too, George.
1: Well, I mean, how much money do I charge developers
0: just for this list? You can, you can yeah, it's almost unlimited really, what you can, what, what's charged, yeah. yeah.
1: But normally we charge $50,000 for this list and um, you know people are happy to pay as developers. However, we don't want to share it with people unless they're the right people and everything else like that. So, look, um it's been really good having you on. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the private group and give them some private coaching in a minute. Okay. But, um, guys, you know, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been really good, and um, you know. Remember, I'm gonna be coming back and checking the comments. So if you got any other questions, get in there, do it. Um, what we're doing is Melbourne, you guys are in lockdown. So what we've done is we're actually doing um, a 14 day challenge next week, right? And this is 14 days where I'm gonna handhold you and actually show you everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. I'm gonna show you how to one, how to um, protect yourself, how to profit and how to prosper from this whole big real estate boom and basically what you do at the end of these 14 days is you do a bit of homework i give you a mission you do the mission you go home do the mission it's like 20 minutes to an hour each day and then at the end you create a million dollar game plan and this will serve you for the rest of your life so if anyone's interested in the 14-day challenge type in hashtag challenge my team will reach out to you and actually um, let you um show you the details about that uh, guys, listen to us on on YouTube. Please, please subscribe. And uh, if you're on the podcast, follow and thank you. And Adam, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
0: Thank you. Hopefully, we um we we had something useful, and people can had a had a good takeaway from tonight.
1: Absolutely. Talk to you soon, mate. Cheers. Thank you, George. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful. And please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you are considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you are seeking many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth. Live the life you desire provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.